1: I have visioned you on the eight mile road, then B Rabbit, with you and Eminem. So okay, that's As where do I most people you. listening to me on this podcast, It gives pod. you street cred. They're like that guy <laughs> with glasses on the Chris Sims pod. He's probably <laughs> tough. He probably grew up in the in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they thought he grew up in the streets, they don't after that comment right there, because that doesn't sound like somebody that grew up in the streets. But this is Chris Sims on button. What's up? It's I and Ahmed Barid here mm. to lead the charge once again. Did you like that? Is that proper English? It I? Is <laughs> I. It is I. It doesn't matter. Sometimes. I am him, and he is he, <laughs> and we are here to start the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you are your your street cred's going up though. You think? I mean, Why? you know, you're on Kentucky Derby tracks. Yeah. You're, even though kind of running dorky, you were running around a baseball diamond. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> saw that. So the craziest thing I was... But you got handshake down. Yeah. You do got, like... Did. You yeah. did. Today, you came in, you gave me, like, the handshake, a little bit of the, you know, the hug to a go along up, with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely smoother in that department. You know what you're I need coachable. to get down? I need to get down the dap up right. without
2: the hug. Right. Because I kind of always go in for, the, like, go the, for the hug. You want to go for the hug. That's kind of your finished thing, right? But yeah. sometimes you just do the little dap. Yeah, you, you just have a do little dap.
1: Like, some of the Older school football players—they don't want the hug, yeah. so you gotta kind of feel that, right? Like yeah. my dad's era players, like, oh, uh, oh, we're hugging here, oh, okay, yeah. oh, we're hugging. That's how you guys do it this day. And uh, Michael, oh yeah, yeah, do you want to shake hands traditionally? Yeah. Hello, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you'll get it. You're getting there.
2: I uh, slowly but surely. But yeah. get this. So what? I was walking around Ridgefield, which is right <laughs> close by, with my right. wife, right. And I see Lee Diffy. You know, Lee <laughs> Diffie calls track and field for the Olympics, Andy right. Car, all right. that stuff. He's been here forever, and he goes. Oh man, I saw you. I was like, is he running with the bulls or is he out on the base paths? I was like, I was like, oh, you saw that too. He was like, yeah, I love the way you were running. I got so many texts about that. I feel like people just like are making fun of me, yeah. but they still enjoyed the yeah. attempt. At I did enjoy athletic. It.
1: I mean, enjoyed it. It was great form. If you were like at like a speed school, <laughs> right? You're like perfect. There, it's like, oh, arms are at a perfect angle. <laughs> You're upright. Yeah. I mean. We had to ask you to touch fucking home plate, it was a, so it that was should be you should be made fun of for it's a that. Black guy, it's yeah. a black guy in that whole thing. Like seriously, like what? How how could you do that? It was bad. Okay, it was bad. So let's never
2: talk about it again. Nah, let's just forget I don't that, that it ever that. happened. Um, so we're continuing yeah. on this pod. This is, by the
1: way, our last pod before a hiatus, wow. before a break. Right? How we're going to do one more that we're going to put in the bank, and oh. I guess release next week. Was right? I not supposed to say that? Well, I don't know. We're, we're, we don't we don't hide stuff like that here. We're, what do we? We we just say it how it is, right? Exactly exactly yeah uh you don't lie uh, we, we uh, i'm ready for a hiatus i'm not sad at all <laughs> i am not sad at all <laughs> um. i am like so i cannot wait to check out a little bit yes. you know it's it's just that it's as we talk about all all the time being on uh, is it, hard it's stressful to be on right as you know and and, and i know you know but you know to do it You know, Most mornings at 7 a.m., it wears me out. And like I said the other day, just the homework on the weekends and stuff like that, I'm looking forward to just being able to enjoy time off without having to go, oh, man, I need to watch these guys or this Mm -hmm. team or that player or this draft or whatever. So that's where I'm super excited. At what point in the hiatus will you feel like, all right, I'm ready to get back? I'll probably drive my wife crazy somewhere in between week two and three (laughs) where she'll be like, Or, I mean, are you really going to have a drink every night? Every night you're going to have a drink? Or, you know, like, and she'll be like, oh, you you need to go do something. You're going crazy here. You know, so that'll happen. But I, like... I think, like, I get to that last week before we come back. I, uh-huh. I always feel like I get a little itchy. I'm like, all right, yep, it's time. It was training camps are just kind of yeah, getting going. Right. There's some news starting to come out. I'm yeah. starting to talk to people around the league a little bit as they're starting to, you know, check into training camp. Or, you know, that's what I get. I get calls from guys. Oh, yeah, we're we're I'm coming back home. We're getting, You know, I'm in the car. We're driving home. We got to training camp tomorrow. You know what I mean? So that's where I catch up, and it gets the uh, the blood flowing a little. So don't take your break yet. Because we got one more thing to do. Yeah, we
2: have the AFC
1: for yeah. the greatest
2: 21st century players, non-quarterback edition. Uh, this both gave us a, a headache last time with the NFC. I did walk away. I was like, my brain was working too much thinking of all these players. Definitely, but I think the homies appreciated it. I appreciate it. I hope it, so. It's a good conversation.
1: Back. It really is a great like little little uh, drill to see. You know what teams have done over the in this century and you get a kind of a feel where you look at some list and you go well no wonder they've kind of been relevant for all 23 years that that makes sense and then you're like oh well no wonder that team's been to the playoffs once or none or whatever yeah Uh, so that's where it is cool the Detroit Lions have Jason Hansen as one of their (laughs) greatest players in the
2: 21st century and that makes a whole lot of sense so in case you didn't watch or listen last time no quarterbacks quarterbacks get all the glory not here not here we're excluding quarterbacks for this greatest of the 21st century Uh, only count players in the 21st century and so uh, one of the homies said w- w- how-, how would you leave off Mike Singletary wasn't in the 21st century how could century. we
1: leave off Walter Payton I, <laughs> I know. don't know <laughs> uh, of all the people to pick he did pick Mike Singletary know, right? outside of yeah Walter <laughs> Payton
2: or Richard Dent as you mentioned too and so yeah none, none of those players there I did see one homie I think it was on YouTube arguing that the 21st century technically starts in the year 2001, Oh, like the year 2000 should not be Here we go, oh, is that
1: Florio? Like, Florio's <laughs> made this argument before. Right? Yeah. So I, it, there, there might not be no right. There's no right. Yeah. There's no right. We're not doing The year that. 2000 does not count as the, in the 19s. It's, it's the start of the new century. Exactly. Right. Their right. argument is that
2: we never did as year zero, so year one was the start of the new century, but, but like... I mean, Screw that! Screw that! We're way past year one now. We're, we're reordering everything. Uh, some of the reaction, real quick, before we get into the AFC on the NFC. Uh, some legitimate names here that maybe we left off. Uh, J uh, Gino Red A99 says, "What about Sean Taylor?"
1: Yeah, yeah. I you know I should have said his name because he's I, he did. He did pop into my brain as we were doing Washington the other day. Mm-hmm. But we were on like hour and a half of the podcast, and we had hemmed and hawed about a bunch of other guys. And, you know, I think in, in my mind, like, yeah, Sean Taylor, we should have discussed him, said his name to bring him up. Be- but but I think in long story short, it just was a too short of a period of time to say he was a top player of the century. Yeah, it was quality. We know that. But, hey, there's some guys on that team, the guys that we picked, where you go – uh, they were also quality, and they were quality for more of an extended period of time than he was. Um, Sean Taylor, I have no doubt. If, of course, if he doesn't die tragically, he would be on this list 100%. and probably be in the Hall of Fame as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was a, definitely a, a tough one and, and a good one by you, J. Gino Red A ninety nine. Yeah, he was to well get in, that to us. Well on his way. To have a Pro longer Bulls. handle next time. <laughs> I know. And the J. Gino Red A, it was like all
2: works together. It does, it does not work actually. Ringo number four. Says, does Kyle Long deserve to be considered for the Bears?
1: Now, this is a good one that I I will be totally transparent and say he did not cross my brain there. Right, he did not. Uh, he, Kyle Long was damn good for for sure. You know, he three Pro Bowls, seven seasons. Right. Yep. But I think he's one where we should have brought him up. I don't know if he necessarily has what it takes to make the football team. Yeah. I mean, again, the the prime lineman, to your point, which I thought was great and it cleared my brain a little bit, is just like, you know, it, okay, yeah, he could have been on that, that list, but the prime lineman for for all the people eligible it was Olin Cruz. I think he's the guy that the, the longest – the highest level and embodied you know, the DNA of the Bears. There was a period of time there in the 2000s when I thought of the Chicago Bears. Alan Cruz was definitely one of the names that popped into my head for year after year after year going, mm. hey, he's a staple. He's one of their best players on their team. He sets the attitude for their offense. And uh, I think that's why hey, they, they, got, they had five good ones, but Kyle deserved to be talked about. I'm not sure he deserved to make it. Yeah,
2: also in the honorable mention for the Bears was Matt Forte, Julius Peppers, Khalil Mack. He's kind of in that
1: group. Yeah. I think so. Exactly right. That's where we should have put him. So good good job by you at Ringo number four. We should have brought him up. I did forget about him, but I don't think ultimately he would have made the list either way. So
2: let's start making decisions again. Okay. We narrow all these down to five players. Yep. Unless we can't do that, then we go six. Unless it's the Seattle Seahawks, then we do seven. <laughs> so at the end, we may, we may get very, uh, very tired. Yeah, maybe four, too, with some of these. So we'll start in the AFC West. Yep. I like that, Pete. Give some West Coast bias to the start of today's podcast. And that, I feel like this is going to be a difficult division just because the Chiefs are in this division. We'll get to them in a second. The Chiefs we, is going to be hilarious. The Chiefs is going to be very difficult. Yeah. We do start with the Denver Broncos, right. who have had a long, long history and maybe would have been more, more difficult to do in the, in the 20th century than the 21st century. But still many, many good players here yeah. in the 21st century. Yeah. And so let's get right into it. We'll take a look at uh, the list of players that Pete and uh, Gabby have compiled on a graphic here. Way to go, Gabby. She has been working Gabby is, I mean,
1: We only have 97 graphics for this <laughs> podcast so with 97 names on there. I know. Yeah, she she does not like Pete. She's, no, no. She will enjoy the hiatus as
2: well. <laughs> uh, but well done, Gabby, in getting all these names in here and the dates when they played for the team. So right off the bat, this is how we do it. Who are you putting in slam dunk?
1: Well, I think you're going to join in with the, me here. I mean, right off the bat, I think the three guys in yellow are in, right? I mean, the three guys in yellow are in. Von Miller, Champ Bailey, Chris Harris Jr. I don't think there's any debate there. They're
2: all in yellow because they were on an NFL all-decade team, either early in the 2000s or 2010 and
1: on. And, I, you know, I mean, Champ Bailey, again, it's he's Hall of Famer. Von Miller, Hall of Famer. Chris Harris Jr., maybe not Hall of Famer. Probably not. But one of the premier nickel cover guys we had of the, the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, of course, huge part of why they won the Super Bowl would beat the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 50. So I think those three are pretty easy for me. Number four is pretty easy to me. I think it's Demarius Thomas without a, without question. Agreed. Right? I mean, you just talk about, you know, first off, stats, longevity, and the importance of his role for that team. I mean, it was up there. And they went to two Super Bowls because of Demarius Thomas and his ability to make big plays. So that's okay. We got four. Hmm. Now it gets a little tricky. I'm one to not go Rod Smith. Rod Smith. Rod Smith, I know, had some years in the two thousand, but his prime years to me are still the end of the 90s. Yes. He doesn't embody, like, 21st century Broncos. The two names I jump to here are Elvis Dumerville, Mm -hmm. teammate of mine, smaller pass rusher guy, like one of these guys where you're like, how can he really get 17 sacks or 15 sacks a year? 5'11", 250. Exactly right. I mean, you talk about, like, power packed in a small package right there or Ryan Clady. Ryan Clady the tackle was another ex-teammate of mine and certainly one of the one of the best tackles I ever played with. So it would be one of those two for my money. There's Al Wilson on there. Al Wilson was loved by the Broncos fan base and everything there, but I don't know. I don't think his quality of play was up there with Doomerville or Clady. Akib Talib. Akib Tlaib is interesting, right? Because it was only a four-year stint in there, yeah. but it was like shutdown island corner stints, right? Where you were like, well, oh, no, Aqib Tlaib is, was one of the best corners in football. you know." But the, the problem is is he was a Buccaneer for a little while, a Patriot for a little while, a Ram for a little while. Yeah. I tend to want to go Elvis Dumerville. So I do,
2: too. I okay. think Elvis Doomerville is definitely in. So he was a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. I think he's in. I think so. But yeah, I know. Uh, you can also make a case for Ryan Clady, yeah.
1: who was a two-time All-Pro himself. Right. Yeah, He's a franchise-left tackle. I mean, that, that's where it's tough. And, you know, that's where I feel like the old linemen kind of get screwed in these drills sometimes because when it's a tie, we go, let's go with the one with the sexier stats, mm-hmm. right?
2: Now, one of, Pete says one of Doomerville's All-Pros was with the Ravens. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, Two of his Pro Bowls, too. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that that's where it, it's close and then you know Ryan Clady he was Denver right and then went to the Jets for a few years for at the end of his career just square. one year just, just one? Like okay I thought maybe it was two you know what you were changing your mind you want to go back to Ryan You feeling
2: Clady here Let's do Ryan Clady Okay I think Ryan Clady I think the fact that Doomerville, yeah so was spread over a couple years So a lot of the best of the years fact. were in
1: Baltimore you you you're, you're but gonna, he's, yeah He's not going in with Baltimore though probably either. No I know that's that's where it's tough it, it is tough and and you know we're you look at it and you look at his his stats and some of the things he did too where you just go you know it's he, he a lot of sacks. What was it 60 63 sacks in Denver yeah. something like that, you know. It was uh more than DeMarcus Ware.
2: Yes. Yeah, we gave him his. We gave him his. Just we due. Gave him his we're, love. We, go the we're going right. to be tough about this. We're, All right, cool. We're
1: going to make hard decisions early on. Good. And then Way to get go. easier as to we go? Welcome to the squad, Ryan Clay. We got the five on there. So receiving yards, and we, that's a good, anyways. Because Ryan Clady and I still keep in touch, and he good. he might beat my ass if he knows I didn't throw him on here. So let's. Just <laughs> that's do always that. something to consider <laughs> you <know>. too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for the Denver Broncos, most receiving yards in the two
2: thousands, Demarius Thomas far and away. He had nine thousand. Rod Smith had seven thousand five hundred in the two thousands. Mm-hmm specifically yeah, right. and, and Demarius had 60 touchdowns there yeah. too so he was awesome he was, he was he awesome was, he, he was. was the
1: man he was he was he could do everything i mean he was a guy that you know could run routes and do that but he was big and he could be a playmaker yeah. and you know catch a slant from Tim Tebow and run for a 60 yard touchdown right i mean that's that's the kind of guy he was now i will say this too Brandon Marshall was the start of his career right mm. but like for the amount of time he was there He was special during that period. I mean, he really was. He was, as we've talked about and waxed poetically about him before, he was the first of his kind in the NFL as far as that huge receiver where you were like, wait, he can run routes like this at that size and make people miss in space at that size and all that? Um, it 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 packed a lot of a, a a lot of punch there for Brandon Marshall. It just wasn't a whole lot of years there, and not necessarily what stinks about receiver too is your team and your quarterback and your offense. Of course, are it, it's that's all very you know influential, influential in what you do. But yep. he was stuck on some some not so good teams too. So hard choices.
2: The Denver Broncos. We got the five there: Von Miller, Champ Bailey, Chris Harris Jr. Demarius Thomas and Ryan Clady. Moving on to the Chargers now. Maybe this will be a little bit easier. We also have three players who are on NFL all-decade teams: yes, sir. Eric Weddle, Antonio
1: Gates, and LaDanian Tomlinson. Now, we don't automatically have to put them in. I think we do, though. But here we do. I do, right? I, I mean, I think it's, these are no-brainers no, no brainers when it comes I mean, LaDanian Tomlinson, 100%. we know, all-time great. Antonio Gates is one of the best tight ends in the history of football. Yep. You know, he, he, he had a PED suspension, which is really going to that has hurt his stock, I feel like, in the overall how we view him, right? But, man, going to be a basketball player who turned tight end just, you know, out of nowhere at the end of his college career and did what he did, and Weddle was a special safety. Mm-hmm. Now it gets, after those three, which are slam dunks, this is where it gets interesting for the Chargers. So... What one? Uh, Keenan Allen. Uh-huh.
2: Is I think that's where we that go. I think we go there. Needs to be in there. Yeah.
1: I think Keenan Allen is hes the marquee wide receiver for their football team this century, right? I don't think there's any doubt about that. No disrespect to Vincent Jackson and Malcolm Floyd and some of these other guys who had great you know, little runs with the Chargers. Yep. But Keenan Allen's been a staple there, whether it was Phillip Rivers or now Justin Herbert. The ball goes to him, so I I have no problem with Keenan Allen. I think he is on the list for sure. Five-time Pro Bowler
2: was a Comeback Player of the Year. Was a Rookie of the Year when he first started out. Yeah, Keenan Allen is
1: in. Junior Seau now played most of his career in the '90s. I know, so that's where I mean we know who he's an all-time great. He's a legend, right? You know, but uh, but I, I do I look at him as a '90s. He's a Hall of Famer, but right. He's a '90s player. Here, we're not going to just because of those three years, which weren't even necessarily his best years of his career. Yeah, they were Pro Bowl years, and then he played in Miami after that and New England. Yeah, what a long career! I know,
2: I know, unbelievable. uh, He is off the list now. Sean Merriman,
1: yeah, Merriman is like awesome first two or three years, if I remember, but then that was it. Yeah, that's true. So defensive
2: player of the year his first year, right? And then finished third and then was a second-team All-Pro the third year. And then after that, yeah, he was hurt. And then, wow, he really never, never, never got really back to what he was. Never really regained the form,
1: right? Never. I mean, it's, it's, it was a, a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am type of career for him. Um, so that's where I, I don't think he makes the cut. You know, Joey Bosa's interesting, right? Because you know, there's a very good chance like two, three years from now, we certainly are like, oh, well, definitely Joey Bosa's on there. Mm-hmm. right and And of course, he's done some really damn good things here in his career. He's been injured. It's been a short period of time. so where i where I struggle here, this is where I'm down to ahmed, is Sean Phillips, the one of the other pass rushers on the edge that was opposite of Sean Merriman towards the end of his career mm-hmm. and was outside linebacker defense and who was a really really good football player. To me it would be between Him and Bosa as really? far as where I would go for that fifth guy. So Bosa's already been I think a four-time pro
2: bowler. Right. Phillips was only a one-time pro I bowler know. but you think he was overlooked. He
1: was just overlooked, you know, they had they were some good football teams he was a part of and you know, as we know, first off, Pro Bowl is a little wish, wishy-washy. It is, yes. And, and it's a little too predicated on the sack number all the time, right, to where, yeah, he wasn't a 15-sack-a-year type of guy. He was your 7 to 10 sacks but awesome all-around football player. So that's where I struggle. I, I, I don't, it's, This is the typical case of do we want to go quantity or quality? Right. Bosa is definitely a little more quality, but it's it's a limited number of years. So total. But, but sacks. I would also could say he's still it's still going to, you know, after this year, we might be going, well, it should have been Bosa. It's a slam dunk. So, yes. Yeah. So, so total total sacks. Yeah. It's
2: Phillips who has more sacks in the 2000s at sixty nine point five Bosa, though, not far behind with 60.5, does have the Defensive Player of the Year yeah. award and has that higher ceiling, I think it's Joe. It's Bosa. Bosa.
1: That's it. Good. Way to go. That cleared it up. That's yeah. it. Sometimes you gotta like, you just got to hear people say things, yes. and then like, I heard it come out of your mouth, and I was like, duh. Yeah, it's Bosa. You're right. So that clears it up right there. Uh, Sean Phillips, legend of the yep. Chargers. Uh, Junior Seha, legend of football, period. Sean Merriman, legend of the Chargers, but yeah, they don't make the list, sorry. Yeah,
2: Seha, three seasons in San Diego, three Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, so still was very good, but just didn't play enough in the 2000s. And as far as the receiver numbers, yeah, Gates was over 11,000 yards and 116 touchdowns. It's insane. In the 2000s. It's
1: insane. He was the first tight end that rivaled Tony Gonzalez on a yearly basis where we were like, whoa, wait, Tony Gonzalez isn't going to lead the NFL in receiving a tight end? Oh, wait, there's somebody else here that's challenging him with touch. You know, So that, that's he was phenomenal route runner. Right. Had a great yep. feel for the game. Great athlete. Um, yeah. And I really like Antonio Gates. Been friends with him for a while.
2: Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Melvin Ingram. Also names. Yeah. In there. Casey Legends. Hayward. Right. Defensive back. But uh, just outside the top five. Yeah, I think
1: agreed. so. I think we got that one right there. I feel good about that. All right, so you oh mentioned Tony gosh.
2: Gonzalez. He is one of many who will be considered here for the Kansas City Chiefs. We have had five in our first two groups. We are not going to have five in this group. Because I, I, there are already six players who made NFL all-decade teams with the Kansas City Chiefs. Gabby had to work overtime on this one. Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, guard Will Shields, safety Eric Berry, and tackle Willie, Willie Rolfe. Now, not pictured here is a kick returner, punt returner in Dante Hall. So, of all those names, oh, there it is. Yep, he's there. Updating in real time. Boom. Good job, Gabby. Uh, so, of those six names, I mean, holy! because crap. there are other names here that I feel like have to be considered. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. This is, I, I, is going to so, be maybe the hardest. This is like, this, uh, it's, it's funny, it rivals the Eagles. So, the two tight ends... Gonzalez in, slam dunk, right? Slam dunk. Travis Kelsey are in. Let, let's just go slam dunks like we do first always. Okay. Gonzalez, Kelsey in, slam dunk. Chris Jones, slam dunk for me. Chris yes. Jones, I you know I don't care if he you know decides to lay down and go to sleep for the rest of his career on the field. It's he's he's. He's arguably the best defensive player in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, right up there with Derek Thomas, you know, the great pass rusher of the 80s and 90s. So we have two offensive linemen who are Hall of Famers. I know. And Willie Rofe and Will Shields. Now, Willie Rofe,
2: mostly in New Orleans. Yeah. Now, wait, did we put Willie Rofe with the
1: Saints? I think we talked about it. I think we did put did him on Did we put there? him in there? I think we did. I'm pretty sure. I, I know we, we talked did. about it in depth, right? They were, They had a few... I don't think we did pick him, though. We talked about not. him. No. But I don't think we did.
2: <laughs> we should have. I mean,
1: because, I mean, he, yeah,
2: I know. He needs to be on one of these teams. So maybe we got to go back and out of the Saints. This is Pete, a... can we do that? Can we go back and put him, a... like, because if, if we're going to put him on a, either team, he was, it was nine years in New Orleans. It was just four years in Kansas City. The four years in Kansas City were very good. A yeah. couple first team all pro. Right. But the years in New Orleans were really good really too. Really good too. I know. Pete, can we go put him on New Orleans? <laughs> Let's put him on. New Orleans. I love it. I love seeing okay. Ahmed
1: like this. This is awesome. <laughs> do you agree with that, though? I, I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, well, I think what hurt him in our eyes when we were doing the New Orleans one. Well, we we put another lineman on New Orleans, right?
2: Oh, that's right. He only he's he's a '90s guy. Oh, that's right. You're right. He's a. He's a 70s baby. You're right. He, most of those years so in there New Orleans. So
1: we, so we got it right. We were right. Don't right. second okay. guess yourself. No.
2: So, now, but so now do we have to put him on the Chiefs team? <laughs>
1: We don't. He's in '90s. You know, un- he's a '90s guy. He's an unfortunately. Era. That's what sucks for some of these guys. That have had more the majority of their years in the '90s. They're just they don't make it. We we know you're awesome. We get it. But you don't make the '2000 team just because you had two two years in the yeah, you was, know in the in the four, decade or the century. It was
2: really good. But. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. it Was okay. I know. Will Shields, the other line. Right? I know. Hall Will Shields. Yeah. I. You know. Again, it's a little bit. It, it's it's. It's from 93 to 2006, but it's still a lot of good years in 2000 to 2006, right? That's where it's going to be tough. Yes. You know, I mean, damn. I mean, Brian Waters, him was was one of the best guards in football there for a while.
2: So basically from the year 2000 on, he was all pro bowl in every one of those years. And all but two of those years, he was first or second team all pro. So Will Shields is in.
1: I think so. Will Shields is in. Will Shields is, yeah, he was one of the greatest guards I ever saw. Right, so I think that's that's fair for sure. so now we have we have Gonzalez, Kelsey, Shields, and Chris Jones, okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay I, the running backs are insane. Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, and Jamal Charles all career spanning with the Chiefs in the 2000s. All right, so I'm going to go right off the bat and cancel Larry Johnson off, even though it was great, all right. But there was some crossover there where he was not the main man and Priest Holmes was, right? And he was the backup, even though he was really good. Even though Jamal Charles uh, having said that, a little, Jamal a little Charles crossover is too. Yeah. Yeah. He had a little crossover, but only for like a year. So seven
2: thousand two hundred you know? yards in the two thousands for Jamal Charles. Priest Holmes had six thousand and Johnson had six thousand.
1: It's um The touchdowns for Holmes are what's special, right? Remember, he was the receiving and rushing touchdowns were were amazing. 83 total
2: compared to just 64 for Jamal Charles.
1: But Jamal Charles is one of, what, three or four running backs in the history of football to average over five yards per carry, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where I lean him. I lean him there a little bit you. in that department. I'm I love you. Priest Holmes. He was amazing. I can't even believe we're going to leave him off of this. But if I was going to pick a running back, I'd pick a Jamal Charles. Agreed. I agree with that. So as of right now, that would be the fifth guy? So that would be no. Well, that would be the fifth guy. Have we decided on Eric Berry? I'm going to say no to that. You're saying no to Eric I'm, Berry. As, as good as Eric Berry was, it was good, yes. You know, there's a few years there where he's dealing with – his health issues and cancer. That's true. It was it was three
2: well, or four well, years where he had 15 games. Yeah. No, five years. Okay. All right. But He's, you're right. Four of his seasons basically were marred by injury.
1: That, that's, that's 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 what would hurt me. And I can't say that he and his importance to the team was as great as Tyreek Hill's. Yeah. I feel like Tyreek Hill's got to be on this list. Tyree Hill was in Kansas City for, for six years and for four of them he was maybe the best receiver in football yes I mean five out of the six he was the most dangerous weapon in football so that's where I feel like we gotta we gotta put him on there too and I can't believe I mean again Derek Johnson I mean my ex-texas teammate in college he's the best middle linebacker maybe in franchise history he had a great career Right, not a ton of Pro Bowls. He's like one of those guys that would like you know be high in Pro Bowl voting but never get in. And then there's Justin Houston, mm-hmm. where I mean the freaking dude had 22 sacks one year in the NFL uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that that's where I, I guess. Where I would be a little torn is the Justin Houston, maybe the Tyree Kill conversation So there. Justin Houston did have that one awesome Yeah, year. the 22
2: 20, sacks. 2014, 22 sacks, first team All-Pro, of course. Right. But after that, he played a lot, but only had one other season where he was over double-digit sacks. Okay,
1: okay, that's... Tom no. Bali had, had more yeah. he Tom had eighty-nine and a half in wow. the two
2: thousands to Justin Houston's seventy-eight point five.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, you know, just saying that out loud, that Tom Bali had more than I thought he'd be in the same neighborhood, uh Tom Bali from Teaneck, New Jersey, uh baller there. Mm-hmm. I I think I would be totally happy with the six we got. Jamal, Charles, Tyree Kill, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, Will Shields. And Chris Jones yep. I think to me they stand above the rest and that's no disrespect to Derek Johnson Justin Houston or Tom Ali. you can you get can you get behind that and Dante Hall the kick returner punt returner no yeah like he was
2: awesome but yeah Tyreek Hill actually was on an all-decade team as a returner as a returner yeah right
1: Um, so I'm good with that you're good with that I think that's good you sure the fact that we got that down to six, I think, I, is I think it's good. impressive, right? So there you go, six, right? It, it's funny that the Eagles were the other team in the in the NFC, right, that were involved in this. It's uh, just it tells you, and then the Chiefs, you know, I mean, gosh, they were just for the, this century man they've been relevant a lot when you really think about it and break it down you know even those mid 2000s and stuff they were competitive and yes. you know in the conversation they're doing something right they are in Kansas City and Philadelphia all right 6 for the chiefs we move
2: on one final team out west that is the the raid oakland la Vegas Raiders. I don't think they were not in. Well, they were probably in. Well, they, they
1: were in L.A. in the beginning of the 2000s, right? I don't know. They were not. They were no, not? No. No, that was the 90s. Right. Right. You're off on your. Look, you're getting old now. You can't even remember what old. decades I are. I was like, right. I was young. And you're like, yeah, you were young in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oops, yeah, 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 you were. Uh, all right. So for the Raiders, they do have
2: three guys who are on the all-decade team. Oh, Pete is excited here because we may get our first punter into the mix. Shane Leckler from 2000 to 2012. Definite. So,
1: definite in. Definite. For what we're seeing with this team and this list here, right? Shane Leckler and Sebastian Janikowski are definite. I, I think. I think you're right. I mean, Sebastian, Sebastian Janikowski was like, he was the first kicker of the century. where We were like, they've crossed midfield. They're in, they're in range. They're, they're, they're at the other team's 49. They have a chance now. I mean, come on. So here's the interesting thing with Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah. So 17 years in Oakland. Right. You got a lot of misses. He
2: was only. He was never. He was a Pro Bowler one time. Yeah. Never made first he team got all screwed, Pro. He
1: got screwed over though. See, this is where context matters a little. Okay. He got screwed over because how many times did you watch them go? Well, let's try the 67 yarder. He might be able to hit it.
2: Right. And his percentage was down.
1: Down. Man. He. They asked him to do like crazy crap a lot. I feel like there was a handful of field goals every year where they were like, "It's the end of the half. Let's see if he can make it from sixty eight It's the end of the half. Let's see if he can make it from sixty four hey it was it was always that, so that's where I feel like it hurts him a little bit, yeah,
2: um and he was there with Vinatieri at the time, and who else was winning all the awards, yeah, Guskowski uh, too the they FC. were
1: killers, right, they were assassins. All right, so I, I'm. All so okay. Janikowski. I'm a, I'm we good. don't have to say yes yet, but okay. I, I, I made my case. Put a pin for in it. that. Put we a can pin. Put a that. pin in that.
2: All right. How about Charles Woodson? I would say yes. So we put Charles Woodson on the, uh, the Packers. Packers team, right? Damn. Which is fine. Yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Now he spent. Yeah, was he? I'm looking at. He was. I seven think he years was probably in Green Bay.
1: A. Mm, a he won. Yeah. So
2: here's here's the numbers, on cool. you okay, can react. Cool. He, he was defensive player of the year in both places. Right. Oh, that's right. Defensive Rookie of the Year, his first year in Oakland. He was Defensive Player of the Year in Green Bay. He was first. His only first-team All-Pro was in Oakland. No, no, right, Pete? No, no, no. First-team All-Pro, Oakland 1999,
1: AP1. Oh, that doesn't count. Gosh. I was wondering why you were so worried about the 90s accolades. I was like, you're it doesn't right. count here, Ahmed. right, you're right right
2: so he he's not in i don't think i think we got the perfect spot i think we got the right spot for him the he packers. had his best 2000s years with the packers yeah
1: yeah I, I don't i don't his best years were with the packers i don't i don't th- what killed him with the char- the the raiders excuse me is he had that toe injury that bothered him for about 2 years in 2002 or 3 right in that yeah. range 2002 he played 8 games yeah right so that that was like he was like the You know, uh uh-oh, island corner, and everybody was excited about him, and he had that little injury, and it derailed him a little bit. All right? So, okay. So he's out. He's out. We're going to say he's out. He's in with the Packers. Yep. But then, Namde Asamoah is in.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Namde Asamoah's run with the Raiders. I mean, this this is my career. We were drafted the same year, and his career was my career, 2003 to 2010. I know he went to the Eagles after that. But... I can just speak to experience of playing the Raiders during that time period when he was there. He was the best corner in football. Like, you know, maybe Darrell Revis towards the end there started to supplant him. But in 2008, played him, and we literally said before the week, Josh McDaniel said, we're not throwing there. Don't even worry about it. We're just if if that's Namday over there, we're going over here. Hmm. We're not don't even try it, right? So that's what he got to. So that for me classifies you in the in the you know the all century team. He's in, right? Uh, Khalil Mack, edge I know.
2: guy, He's right? In the all decade team. I mean, we're talking 2014 to 2017, so only four years.
1: I know the Raiders are hard. <clears throat> that's where I say we got to go back to we got to go back to Janikowski and put him in. Right? Because there's not a lot here. I think you're right. So we got Leckler, Janikowski, Asamoa, Khalil
2: Mack, and then we've got Lincoln Kennedy on the offensive line tackle and Rodney Hudson's, Hudson center. So Hudson, three Pro Bowls, Kennedy, three Pro, Pro Bowls, one All Pro in the 2000s in just four seasons for Lincoln Kennedy. I know.
1: This, this is mm-hmm. one of the hardest ones. Uh, it. It might be just it might it might be just four. Do you think though that Rodney Hudson has
2: been kind of a staple of the Raiders here and what they've been able to do offensively?
1: Yeah, only six seasons. He was really good and he was vital in the John Gruden part of turning things around there with the Raiders, and he was definitely in the combo to your point for best center in football. You know, in that. First few years with the Raiders, last you know year or two with the Chiefs before he made that move. Lincoln, I mean, that's where it's like Lincoln Kennedy. Yeah, I'd love to throw him on there. It's just the four years, late
2: nineties, early two thousands. I know.
1: And what what always gets me with some of these guys is just like you know Lincoln Kennedy, obviously baller, uh, but but two. When you sometimes go, oh, you know, a oh, Pro Bowl this year, Pro Bowl that year. You know, I, I want to go. Well, yeah, something, and this is not necessarily to him always, but some of these guys, I'm going to go. Well, yeah, just the Pro Bowl. I had teammates where we were like, he's not the best linebacker on our team, and he's going to the Pro Bowl because he had already been going there, right? Right. And he just became a household name, so people vote on you, right? So that's where it's like that. That accolade can sometimes confuse this conversation, and I don't know where to go there, uh, Ahmed. I don't. I mean. Uh, I, do, like, Khalil Mack, are we putting him on? We're not putting him on, right? I, I think we have. We think we have to? We can't have a kicker, a punter, and a corner, and that's it for the Raiders. What were Khalil Mack's stats those four years? Can you read those to me? You got those next to you? Uh, not, I'm leaning on. Rodney Hudson, Nande Asamoah, the kicker, the punter. And then if you could sell me on Khalil Mack. Now, I, where I will say Khalil Mack, he was the start of like oh the Raiders they got attitude back and a little culture and he was the, the first yeah. defensive you know difference maker so he was first team all pro in
2: 2015 right first team all pro and defensive player of the year in 2016 yeah pro bowler in 2017 I think he's in I think he's in
1: all right let's put four him four
2: seasons but he's and he's in yep and so that would be and then are we putting in Rodney Hudson I that's
1: we, we I, I was I was thinking so just because, like, if we did a '90s thing, Lincoln Kennedy gets in that for Agreed. sure. Agreed. Um The only thing I'll question here, yeah. All right, now for the sake of this, before we move on to the next team, is that if 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 Khalil Mack is on, you know, what are his four years compared to Max Crosby right now? Right. Oof. You know that that that's what I would I would want to know too, because Max Crosby is he's been pretty damn good here, and and he's up there as far as. You know, I would think in the same department as sacks with Khalil Mack in that four-year period, 37 and a half sacks. Okay, for
2: Max Crosby.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Thirty-seven and a half for Max Crosby. Okay. Oops. It's amazing the Raiders. You know, I just for some reason in my mind thought there was a few more studs or I know, or people like that, but and I guess Khalil
2: Mack had 40 and a half. 40 and a half. Okay. This is what I'm worried about too, is yeah. that the guy who would win this is Charles Woodson and we're leaving him off. Like I feel like Raiders fans out of these names provided would probably vote for Charles Woodson as their best of the twenty first century non quarterbacks.
1: They were good. He's a star. They went to the Super Bowl with him there. I know. I I, I know. I know Ugh. I I it's okay. We got we got C dub on the Packers and I don't think there's any doubt okay. about that, so we're we're okay here. Good call. Yeah. All right.
2: So we're we're done. Yeah, We're done there. We got the Raiders. This is hard. I feel like it's harder this time. What's well, going on?
1: Are we being uh, tougher in our grading? The AFC rating? West has is, is, is been relevant. I think that's the problem. When you just talk about the Chiefs and the Broncos, for sure, there's is, those are two teams that have, you know, other than the Broncos just the last few years, for the better part, we're, we're in the mix of things a lot.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting
2: We move on to an easy one. Yeah. Our AFC South first team is the Houston Texans, J.J. Watt,
1: and that's it. All, All right, up. we're moving on to the Colts uh, now. Actually, uh. uh, this is an easy one. J.J. Watt for sure, right? Andre Johnson for, for, for sure. sure. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to say for, for sure. sure. I agree. Dwayne Brown, I'm going to say for sure. Yep. And I'm going to say Arian Foster for sure. Okay, hold on. That's five, right? So we got before, yeah,
2: four until Arian Foster. I'm going to pump the brakes on Foster here. We got too aggressive there for a second. <laughs> we got excited <laughs> because we got some other good names here. We got uh, we've got Lar- Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, right. We got a couple linebackers here. I know D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico
1: would certainly be now leading we the charge. Out. And Brian Cushing. Yeah. I, don't, I, I yeah I I don't think they're to the quality of the other guys we're talking about there you know mad respect for Brian Cushion, a, a fellow Jersey guy played against my brother in high school D'Amico Ryan's was damn good but like Watt we were there was a four year period where it was like he was the best defensive player in football Andre Johnson is is a Hall of Famer in my opinion he's Stats justify it. He wasn't even on a ton of great teams. If he was on some great teams with a better quarterback, I think we'd all go, oh, my gosh, no doubt about it. All right, Dwayne Brown's a Hall of Fame tackle. So that's where I look at that. Hopkins really awesome and was huge part of their team. And then Arian Foster, I mean – I you know I know it's 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 only what a seven year career six but he what he led the NFL in rushing twice right something in that range definitely once but once was in, in the top two or three like a, non, a number of times too yeah led led in touchdowns two years okay yeah it
2: was over hundred yards per game in twenty ten. Um, I'm good with that. You're good with I'm that? I'm good with Arian Foster. I think we got the five. I think that's good. I think this is pretty slam dunk with this one right here. Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Dwayne Brown, and J.J. Watts. Yep. Other names to be considered? Chris Myers at center. Owen Daniels at tight end. Mm-hmm. Mario Williams that defensive really good. end.
1: Jadavian Clowney. Ooh. Jonathan Joseph. Ooh. Those yeah, Demario Williams was was better than people realize. Jadevian Clowney was much better than people realize. If there was two that I think I feel bad about that we're leaving off, it would be Clowney and Jonathan Joseph, who was had a great career playing corner in the NFL, uh, but but you know out of out of South Carolina. I mean, he was a player, but just not a star, not a household name. And that's a little bit because of the team. But I think we got the five right. All right. We
2: got the five for your Houston Texans moving on to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Some other really good skill position players here. So let's, let's talk about them right off the bat. I think we're putting in another kicker in Adam Vinatieri. I, it seems like that, but this is a it'll be, it'll be tough here. Okay. So so hold off on that. Don't, yeah. don't bold them quite yet. Don't bold them yet. But just okay. because,
1: like, let's go with the ones that we know are slam dunks. Edron James right. seems like a
2: slam dunk. Right.
1: You don't have to say seems. He is. Marvin for sure. Harrison
2: is a slam dunk.
1: Right. Reggie Wayne is a slam dunk. Is a slam dunk.
2: So Reggie right. Wayne, so the receiving yards, yeah. Reggie Wayne had 14,000 yards in the 2000s. Harrison had the 10,000, uh, but he did have 95 touchdowns, did Harrison, Well, Reggie Wayne had 82. So, but I, I agree. Both of those guys seem like Definitely. they were the Colts in the 2000s. Exactly. Just right.
1: Saturday? I feel like. I, I mean, Jeff Saturday is worthy of it,
2: but is he. The coaching is really taking it down. Now we don't see him in the same light. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
1: But, like, okay, so wait. We said those three are slam dunks. Dwight Freeney's a slam dunk. So let's just get the fourth one Dwight on there. Dwight Freeney is a slam dunk. Right? And then Robert Mathis, to me, is also kind of a slam dunk. I don't know. I know. So that's where I want to go. Like I, I like Jeff Saturday, but I don't think he's in the class of those five guys we just said. The question to me here is now Adam Vinatieri. Bob Sanders, amazing, but it was a short run and a lot of injuries. Quentin Nelson, he's he should be in the running, but I don't think I'm going to put him above these other guys. Yeah, he hasn't played his best football, Quentin Nelson, in the last year or two. Um, so that's where I tend to think. Edrin, Marvin, Reggie, Dwight Freeney, I say Robert Mathis, but I could certainly say if you want to go humanitarian instead of Robert Mathis, I'm, I'm down for that too. So Mathis had
2: 15 more sacks than Dwight Freeney. Yeah, even. he played, played four more years, right? I think Mathis has to
1: go in. Yeah,
2: okay. All right. I think Mathis has to That's go where
1: sacks can be like so, you know, a little bit. The longevity helped. Like, Robert Mathis was a really good player. I'm not, but like when we played the Colts in the mid-2000s, we were all, we oh, damn, Dwight Freeney. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Whether I was on the Titans or the Bucks, we were like, it's Dwight Freeney. What are we going to do? 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 do? It's Dwight Freeney. What are we going to do? Who's going to help? Who's going to chip? We've got to slide the line that way. Right. So that's where, yes, D- Mathis has more sacks, but it wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't Dwight Freeney. And Adam Vinatieri over Jeff Saturday, you think? I think so. I think it's a, all, yeah, I, Pete's saying it right in my ear right now. He's going, it's, it's arguably the greatest kicker of all time. Agreed with that. And like, I mean, just the clutch is hell. I mean, it just, it just other than his last, what, year of his career, I don't remember the guy ever sure. missing a damn field goal. So. So, Vinatieri is in, Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney, we got six. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, and Edron James. We do have six. Yeah, we got a sixer here. That's but a a sixer. I think it's justified. It's a sixer. Again, it's another a team that's been pretty relevant for 20 years for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton also in consideration. Joseph Adai. I liked
2: watching him oh, play. Man. Oh, man. Dallas Clark, one of the better tight ends of the 2000s. Definitely. Tarek
1: Glenn was a, a staple for protecting Manning. I mean, they've had some players there for sure. That's why Bethe. they've been
2: successful. You, you can see it. Antoine Bethea was seven five seven, Hampton Roads kind of guy. Yeah, Vontae Davis there, but we got our six for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll try to do five for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only one player was all decade team worthy, and that was Calais Campbell. Yep. But only three. Yeah,
1: three seasons. Damn, it the was Jaguars. only three seasons. Wow.
2: They were good years. Though. They were.
1: I mean, that was that was when they were whooping ass on defense, and of course, he was a part of that team that almost beat the Patriots in the, the AFC Championship game. He did make the Cardinals team, yeah. though, and so I think that's where he belongs. They probably, so, I agree there.
2: So we'll leave him off the. Although, will we have enough to put on the Jaguars?
1: Well, team. this is this is where it'll be interesting with them, right? I mean, first off, Fred Taylor, um, yes, right. I'm going to say Bam right away, and Maurice Jones-Drew. I, I would think say, so too. I'm agree with you. I think both running backs are you know, key, vital parts of their organization. We got Jimmy Smith next on the list, where it was good. 95 to But I tend to think a lot of his good work was in the late 90s. I know early 2000s it was still good. Um, yeah, now. Yeah, I would leave Jimmy leave, Smith off, because I think leave? he's more late more, 90s, more 90s, and those were his best years. Yeah, okay. So we got Taylor Jones-Drew. I'm going to say... So we got a couple defensive tackles here in Marcus Stroud and John Henderson. John Henderson, for sure. Right? Stroud was really good. Henderson, I I think, was the better player. Two-time pro bowler. Yeah. Got slapped in the face all the time. What? Oh, remember? He was the guy that the trainer used to slap in the face before they go out for the game. Oh, he was that guy. That was John Henderson. Yeah. They were arguably my first experience... Of being scared in the NFL, really? Oh, without a doubt, it was one of the first times, like, where college football. I don't know if I ever had a game where I went and like walked to the line of scrimmage and I was like, "Oh, this is scary." Like, you need know, to you play some people, and I had some nerves. When we played Jacksonville, and I saw those two guys, and I broke the huddle, I was they were I was always like, "Man, there's there's no way we can block those guys. There's no way." And then they were gigantic, and they were gigantic to where it was like even if they didn't get pressure, they were both like 6'7", seven. you were going, I fucking can't see anything. John, so they don't even yeah. have to get pressure. I can't see. <laughs> John Henderson, 6'7", 335. Gigantic. What was Stroud? Like, it's 6'6", six, six and a half, 325? Me I see. mean, it was 6'6", six, six, 310. Yeah. I mean, they were giants. They really were Um of those two, who would you put in? I would put Henderson in. Okay. Yeah, Henderson was a little more of the, the handful there. Uh, the bigger guy and maybe a hair more athletic, too. So we got three as of the stands right now. Then this is where I don't know where to go after this with the Jaguars. Got a couple corners. Yeah. Rashawn Mathis and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Rashine Ma- Rashan, Mathis, I think, should be Rasheen. on. Yeah. Rashine Mathis, my draft class. I'm trying to think. Where did he, he go to school, Pete? Is that Central Florida that he got drafted out of? I can't Bethune remember. Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman. That's what it was. He was on my senior bowl team. Damn, that's where I, I knew. Uh, okay, but I think Rasheen Mathis d- deserves to be in. One-time all-pro yeah. player. Hey, those were some good defenses there. You know, the Jack Del Rio, those Byron Lefwich. Uh, um, damn, the other quarterback. I'm blanking on his name. David Garrard, right? Yeah. Uh, Those teams, uh, and they were defensive-oriented, uh, so I tend to go Rasheen Mathis, even over, though I know he's not a household name, over what? Over Jalen Ramsey, if we were to pit just one corner Whoa. in here. Well, Jalen Ramsey's quality was better. I mean, Jalen Ramsey went through, yeah, we went through four years there. Of, is he the best corner in football, Right. I'd have no problem throwing Jalen Ramsey on there. Putting them both in there. I I think you could put both of them. I think we could do that and say, see you later, there's our five, and we're done. Another name, Paul. Posluzny. Posluzny. Yeah. Really good. I don't know if I just quite would put him in the category of the two corners we just put. So we're we're giving Jalen Ramsey... Something that we haven't done a lot, where we're going, the quality was so quality that yes. it, it overrides the fact that we'd like a little more quantity. Yes, which right? we wouldn't have done if you played
2: for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey <laughs> probably the probably good fortune not. of yes. Yeah, you I
1: know, think that's, that's good. It hurts a guy like him the fact that he's moved around and split up a little bit his career, where he had some great years with the Rams as well. Uh, but I think we got the five. I think that I feel real good about that five, and I'm glad we got Mathis in there. I think he deserves to be. Okay. Peter, are you are you
2: surfacing the John Henderson clip? Oh, here it is. Oh, there it is. John Henderson, six seven three thirty
1: five, getting slapped yeah, by another right, man. Right. So, can you imagine dropping back with this fucking dude running at you? Right. I mean, he's psycho. And like, uh, we got to show it again. Let it let it restart one more time here because it's not like he was like, oh, you know, pull your slap on me here or try to make it like movie like. I mean, he's like, that's not hard enough. Do it again. Right. Who and what do you think? That's a trainer. Right? A trainer a trainer's just like, who's like, gosh, I, I want to find the sweet spot of pissing him off, yeah. but not piss him off so much that he looks at me and wants to beat my ass and throw me in the tub. Isn't the doctor creed? Is it like do no harm or something like that? He's just I like don't a know. man's I, asking to slap him oh in the face. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. They were scary, those dudes All right, right there. We
2: got, we got the Jaguars. And now one more team in the south, yeah. the Tennessee Titans. Mm. I,
1: I, I feel good about this one, too. I think we can knock this out fairly. Okay, go. You want to hear my two cents? Let's hear it. Right, right. Two running backs make the list right away. Chris Johnson, I'm going to say CJ2K and Derrick Henry. Without a doubt, I'm going in in right away. Eddie George was a little late little 90s. Late. Prime Eddie was kind of on the way out. Okay. But it's still good, right? Like, Tell me his stats, if you don't mind, in the early 2000s and – Oh, yeah, you got had, him right oh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He, he, didn't did already, he already did it.
2: 4,600 rush yards for George. Uh, CJ2K had almost 8,000, yeah. and then Derrick Henry is already so over 8,000. George is a 90s team. He's a 90s guy. Yep. Right? I'm good with that. Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry in. Tony
1: Walker was a tight end. Yeah, really good player. There's Kevin Mawai, the best center I ever played with, but it's only four years. Hmm. He is a, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, Kevin Mawai. you know, but he was on the Jets. Before that, we're in a bunch of number of good years. Here's 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 just two quick thoughts from me. I think Keith Bullock needs to be on it. Keith Bullock and why those teams were good in the 2010s. He was the general of their defense. He was a really really damn good middle linebacker. Syracuse guy, right? I like that. Yeah, Bullock was the leader of the team too. I can speak to that as I'm being on those that team two out of those two out of three or two years why he was the man there so yeah I feel like he does and let me just say this on another personal level Albert Hainsworth Albert Hainsworth was from 2003 to 2008 maybe the best D tackle in football he was unstoppable he was unblockable right his sacks aren't gonna like it's not gonna wow you in the sack department but you know it's it's tackles for a loss. It's just blowing up plays, fucking up plays like we talk about all the time. Yeah. That's where he was really, really special. And then he got like a $100 million contract and from kinda, Washington and, and was kind of. Tr- yeah, it kind of said, see you later, right? Which yeah. is what Tennessee was scared about. I, mean, I remember coaches at the time asking my opinion. Because, you know, Albert and I had a good relationship. We went on our recruiting visit to the University of Tennessee together. Huh. And when I got there, I mean, you know you know me. I talk to everybody, whether you like it or not. You had to deal with me. So, you know, I'd go sit with the D-tackles. And me and him were buddies, right? And, and they, you know, I think they knew that we, we were close enough, and they kind of picked my brain. Like, do you think he'll chalk it up once we pay him? And I was one that was going, no, I think he legitimately loves the game. I mean, the way he talks about it with me and, you know. But I did go, yeah, I I see that he doesn't work in the weight room or do that. I I was aware of that, uh, but it didn't work out. But he was awesome. Yes. So that's where I tend to want to go, him and Jeffrey Simmons. Excuse me, Jarrell Casey, I was going to say. Jarrell Casey. Oh. That's where I was going to go. Because Jeffrey Simmons has not been enough. Enough yet, right. Jeffrey Simmons looks like he's on. If we do this five years from now, he'll probably be on the team. Jarrell Casey, could you create Casey yeah, he had fifty one sacks in the
2: two thousands. That was more than wow. Albert Hainsworth is second there with twenty four. So. I know. Yeah. he was a more of a he was more of up. a big
1: guy, nose yeah. tackle ish, a little bit of a hybrid. He could do both almost. Right, I'm good with Jarrell Casey. Now what Javon Kurse. I know Kurse, I think really though, he had that awesome rookie year. And the other years were good, but I don't know if they were as dominant as some yeah. of the guys we're talking
2: about right here. And Javon Kurse's best year, Pete notes, came in 1999, 14 and a half sacks,
1: all pro. Oh, yeah. Defensive rookie, rookie year, year. just jumped on the scene. Like the the first freak of freaks, really, Javon, Kreese, all right, Javon so I Kurse. I think
2: we have our five.
1: I think so. Jarrell Casey, Keith Bullock,
2: Albert Hainsworth, Derek Henry, and Chris Johnson crossing out Delaney Walker, crossing out Kevin Mawai, who I think we will probably put on.
1: I think so the jets. with the Jets hopefully. Hopefully. I know that's one where I want to get back to the Jets and be like, "Well, uh, okay, wait, wait, we didn't put them on the Jets. We got to go back and put them on the <laughs> Titans." Know, right, we, which we can do. Yep. It's, it's our podcast. So, we got we got 5, right though? We We're got. Five. All right, that's five.
0: cool. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com. Net credit, credit to the people. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a work Oh, for the United States. Unbelievable. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics, unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Cool. All right, moving
2: on now to the AFC North. We'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. And many, many players here They were many all teams.
1: No wonder they've been fucking another team. It's like, no wonder they've been good for the last two decades. All right, can I try first here? Oh, yeah, do it. You know some of them. Let's go. All right, let's go uh, Ray Lewis. Oh, yes. Let's yes. go Ed Reed. Yes. <laughs> Only you, the two best at their position ever. I feel <laughs> like we have
2: to do Justin Tucker if we're going to do Adam Vinatieri. I, agreed. Right. Right. Okay. So there's three right off the bat. There's three right off the bat. Also on the All-Decade team, Marshall Yanda. 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 Yeah. How could I do that? Jonathan Ogden and Jamal Lewis. So so Ogden's the only one that played in the 90s. Yeah. Late 90s, but did have eight years in three All-Pros in those eight years. Seven Pro Bowls.
1: So Ogden's probably got to be in. I, I would think so. Ogden's one of the greatest tackles in the history of football, right? Ogden's the ultimate. Like, is he going to fit in the door? Like, seriously. I mean, he, Jonathan Ogden is enormous. I, 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 I like. 6'9, uh, 345. Uh. He would look at Henderson, just be like, why are you so small? <laughs> I'm telling you. And it's like, with a guy like him, it's like, yeah, he's watching what he's eating to be 350, right? It, it, it really is. So, all right. Reed, Ray, Tucker, uh, Ogden mm-hmm. and now to me it's between Yonda and T Sizzle. Right? Suggs or T Yonda Marshall Yonda, who was really a really awesome guard, or Terrell Suggs, who was like a uh, awesome outside linebacker, defense, and and certainly part of the reason of why you were scared of the Ravens when you played that team. You know? Where do you go there? I want to go T Sizzle, I feel like. <sighs> I think they're. I think they're both in. I you think, think they're, they're both. both in. Just go
2: both. I think they're both. And in. we give them sucks. six. Was a seven-time Pro Bowler. I think we go him. I think we go him. And I think we go Yonda. All right, so we go six. Partly because I mispronounced his name, and you shouldn't do that <laughs> with a guy of that stature. He's um, a guard. We, we don't always <laughs> care care about their pronunciation. Uh, other names: Jamal Lewis.
1: I know. Yeah, a lot was with the Browns. Marlon Humphrey is a guy that deserves to be in the combo. Marlon Humphrey. Right. Haloti Nada. Damn. I mean, he's another one. Just, you know, a legend of that team and that franchise. But, yeah, he doesn't get in. Bart Scott, C.J. Mosley, Chris McAllister – I mean, Ronnie Stanley, Mark Andrews. You know, Pete, you did a good job here. You're throwing in the right names there. I agreed. But I think we've got our, I think we what got that, six. Yeah, they deserve Great. six. Ogden, Yonda, Ray Lewis, Terrell
2: Suggs, yeah. Ed Reed, and Justin Tucker. I like yep, that. Agreed. All right.
1: We can't, we, nobody's going to hate us for that.
2: Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who Pete has on our finalist list only six names. So it looks like well, this one will be a little easier. Uh, Gino Atkins was a member of the all-decade team. I don't think there's any doubt he's on there. So he's on. Yep. Andrew Whitworth
1: is on, right? Andrew Whitworth is on. I think, uh, I mean, hmm. I think A.J. Green and Ocho Cinco are both on. Agreed. Right. So then it comes
2: down to Willie Anderson or Carlos Dunlap. I know. Some other names out there, T.J. Huchmanzada, Vontez Perfect, Corey Dillon, Rudy Johnson.
1: Those seem to be in the... I mean, they're real good. Very good. There's no doubt. All right, so look up Willie, I mean, Willie Anderson... Right, I, I mean, I know he was premier tackle in football. So three-time All-Pro. Right. All in the
2: 2000s yeah. back-to-back-to-back to back years. So 2004 through 2006, he was as good as he has been.
1: Yeah. But was probably good before then. He was. Maybe unrecognized. No, right. That's when they kind of got good and they got, you know, Kitna, Carson Palmer, and started to become relevant in the NFL. I, I tend to think it's going to be him over Dunlap, who was really consistently good but never had all-pro conversation or anything like that. Agreed. Right? Agreed. I think it's Willie Anderson. I think Carlos Dunlap was very good. Yes. And it's still it's still, still good. Still good. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, there's our five. That was easy. I think so. I think that was pretty clear cut and dry. I don't think we're missing anybody else. I mean, shout-out to Corey Dillon. T.J. Hushman Zeta, you say Hushman Zeta, I say Hushman Zada. Yeah, I think everyone says Hushman Zada. <laughs> I know, I know. You remember the commercial? There was a commercial where, you know, there was a fantasy thing, and the guy, ah, T.J. Hushman's your mama. Oh, yes. Who's your Mazada? Yes. You know, they do all that. That's and right. the championship.
2: Yeah, he had 5,700 yards in the 2000s, but A.J. Green had 9,400. Yes. Chad Ochocinco, 10,700. Right. 66 yeah. touchdowns. Hushman's not an awesome football player. He just, just
1: misses out on this one, though. Easy for the Bengals
2: there. We move on to the Browns. We'll see if it says easy here. Hmm. We have three players on the Browns who are on the all-decade teams. Joe Thomas, Alex Mack, and Josh Cribs, kick returner, punt returner. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I think we put the two linemen in right away. Joe Thomas and Alex
1: Mack. I, I, I think so. I, there, there's, there's a part of me that almost wants to say Joe Bantonio might deserve to be in there, too. I mean, that, that's where I feel like, you know, Batonio would be on the all-decade team if he just got drafted a year before that, maybe. You know, that's where it's a little tough there. I think he goes in, too. I, I mean, he's been one of the best guards in football for, I mean, yep. yeah. it's 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 All right, so Pete's saying five Pro Bowls. How many All-Pros was it, Pete? Two All-Pros? Two, but he's been second-team All-Pro the three years before that. Said, that's so. what I mean. We're talking about the, one of the best guards in football for about seven years straight here. He's now. in. I think he's in. I think Miles Garrett's in. I think he's in. Right. Yep. You know, he's the marquee defensive player of their franchise in the century. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think I'm missing anybody in that conversation. How about Joe Hayden? Yeah, that's it. he. Definitely is. He's. I think of him. So seven years with
2: Cleveland. Right. Two Pro Bowls was not first team All Pro. Was second team All Pro
1: in 2013. Right. Really good. I, I when I think I look at it, I go. I, I feel like I want to say it's between Joe Hayden and Josh Cribbs, right? Who? Uh, or, or are you talking about the kicker too? You, you, you don't. Know. You, I, lo- I know you love Nick Chubb. I do love Nick Chubb. I, I you know I don't I don't even know where to go with the Nick Chubb thing. That's another. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's five years, but it's like four to the five where we're going hey he's one of the three four best running backs in the game right definitely Ooh, man what's what's your gut there it's, this is a hard one for me um i kind of i mean josh cribs was yeah he was kind of uh, the man there for a while
2: he was uh, it did fizzle out after i mean he had the great 2007 year where he led the league in kickoff returns and was pretty good for two years after that
1: hmm hmm what do you think? I'm, 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 I'm. I think the more I sit here and talk about it, the more I think Nick Chubb should be it. So if we're gonna put out of three, Joe Hayden, Josh Cribbs, and Nick Chubb, you would go
2: Nick Chubb. Or
1: do you? I, th- or or I, none? Or two? I, I feel like I would go Nick Chubb. Nick I, Chubb over Joe Hayden and I, Josh Cribbs. I think so. You know, I mean, uh, like you said, Joe Hayden. It, it's it's Agreed. it's seven years. You know, Nick Chubb. We're here at six years already, and it's five of them were like special. It's like special. Like where we're going. Hey, is Nick Chubb the best running back in the game? You're asking me that question like yes. the last three years straight at the end of the season. So. I, th- I think it's fair. Yeah. Okay, it's, and it's uh, five, five years. Five,
2: five good years, four Pro Bowls for him, yes. And if you are a Browns fan and really want Joe Hayden or, or Josh Cribs and you have a really good argument, yeah, then please. We're not saying we're, 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 this is set in stone. We zone. could we, we, be convinced on we, this one. Exactly right. But those are the five. Nick Chubb, Joe Thomas, uh, Joel uh, Batonio, Alex Mack, and Miles Garrett. Cool. One more team. They're rivals, the Steelers here. This one's going to be difficult as well. Oh, my gosh, it is. Because you already have five here on the all-decade team, so.
1: yeah. And it's a team, again, where it's just like, yeah, of course they do. That's why they've been in the Super Bowl hunt and relevant for 23 years straight here this century. Troy Palomalo in. <laughs> Antonio <laughs> Brown's got to be in, right? <laughs> yes.
2: Heinz Ward has to be in. I know. I was thinking that, too. Heinz Ward does have to be in. Has to be, to be
1: in. Well,
2: has hold, to. Hold on, though. There's a lot of names. Ele- I mean, 11,000 yards for Heinz Ward. You're right. And in, in Brown had 11,000 yards, too. Now, it's it's got to be. Ward did it over more seasons. Right. but. Right. But that's fine. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Both those wide receivers are in. You
1: know, won a Super Bowl with them. I mean, damn, you know, caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he, he was the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. He embodied what they meant. So that's where I go. Okay, so so as we sit here, we got we got three already? Did we
2: just say three? Yeah, we have three. Troy Polamalu, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown. So we got to get into
1: the offensive line. Alan Faneca's got to go I mean, in. Faneca's man. in. I mean, Faneca's like, I mean, Faneca should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, for my money. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how highly I thought of, of uh, Alan Faneca. Um, whoa, and then, this yeah, is not fun here. You got uh, Marquise Pouncy. Gosh, Marquise Pouncy. Casey Hampton was one of the better nose tackles of the generation. Le'Veon Bell was awesome Jeez. for a few years there. James Ferrier was essential to their success. Cameron Hayward, what he is, I we know T.J. Watts oh on his gosh. way to being there. I think if you had to, if I had to give two more names, okay, oh here would gosh. be my two: James Harrison and Cam Hayward. That would be if you wanted to go. Okay, we got to make it five. You know, what do we what do we got right now? That would be five. I think that would be the five I'd go with. Oh, that would be six. Excuse me. So we got Brown, Ward, Fanica, Palomalo, four. Now, whether we want to go five, to me it's between Harrison or Cam Hayward, or we just go six and we give it both. Harrison was one of the top sack artists in football. He did win an NFL defensive MVP, right? There was another year where I think he was a top two or three vote getter in the NFL defense MVP conversation. So I don't think we can not have him on this. You know, right. He's got the ultimate Super Bowl defensive play. Pete just reminded me in my ear with the interception, 99 yard return for a touchdown. Yeah. They don't win the game in yeah. the Super Bowl if he doesn't make that play. Okay. Right? So I think he that. is for sure. Now, do we want to make Cam Hayward the sixth? Wait, so is Joey Porter in? Well, as of right now, I'm saying No. And I know, he's fucking awesome. Oh my gosh. I know. You know. This is the problem when you have a legend. When you, yeah, running backs are out. Jerome Bettis,
2: Le'Veon Bell. I mean, play for another team. I'm sorry. You, yeah. You're not in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you would have made the Jaguars. I'm sorry. Right. Uh,
1: so we're leaving off T.J. Watt, too. I know. T.J. Watt, again, if we do this two years from now, we're like, yeah, okay, he's on the team, right? We know that. You know James Ferry, I, I can't. You know he was awesome. Joey Porter, I, I, I man, I know He was awesome, but I feel like I can't say Porter. I don't feel like Porter was more important or the player Harrison was for yeah. that period of time, and I, I guess I kind of feel the same way with Cam Hayward. Now Pouncey was an All Pro in all but one of his ten seasons with <laughs> Pittsburgh. Man, maybe we need to have seven. I mean Pouncey was really good. Like, he was eleven seasons, pretty season. much always in the conversation for the first seven years of his career of, you know, best center in football. So do we have to do seven for them? So
2: here it is right oh. now. Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Fanica, Pouncey. You've got Cam Hayward. You've got James Harrison. And you got Troy Palomalo. Mm-hmm. Is that seven? I think so. So Harrison had 80 and a half sacks. TJ Watt, 77 and a half sacks. Ooh, wow. Jeez, so oh Pete. And he's got Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, if you were to
1: go between te- – you could make a case for T.J. Watt over James Harrison. I, 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 we can't maybe, do eight. That's like a total cop-out. I, it, it does seem like a cop-out. I don't know what to say here. I don't know what to say here. This is It's really close. All right, you know like T.J. Watt, his ultimate high-level play, I think is probably better than James Harrison. I, I, I get that. But, damn, Harrison did it high-level for – a long time. You know what I'm going to do? What are you
2: going to do? They've been so good. They got so many good players. They all deserve to be on there. Fine. We're going eight. We'll We're giving Steeler fans a chance to choose who they like. Yeah, the most. they can figure it out.
1: Uh, you're right. You'll let them figure it out. You're the ones that watch the Pittsburgh news all the time. You <laughs> yeah. guys figure it out. So what we'll do is we'll take it out on the next team, the Buffalo Bills. We'll give
2: them one player just to make up for it. And even <laughs> I really does here. feel like a cop out that we just did that. Yeah, but, but I don't know what to do there. I don't want to. I don't want to take one of those players off the list because. I think Pouncey's not going to win, obviously, but he deserves to be on the there. He deserves to be on there. And he's going to look at this one day and be like, whoa, Chris sims and Amma did that non-quarterback's best players <laughs> of the 21st century. Why is my name
0: not on there? It is on there. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: We go to one final division, the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills we start with here. Okay. Yeah. Only one player who was an all-decade team member, and that was their punter. Jeez. I would have, you
1: would have got me on that one. I would have been like, who? Who was it? Wow. Dang. This is not that impressive. I thought the Bills have been good here recently. Wow. I mean, you're right. Maybe it is the Josh Allen show. (laughs) I guess it's. it's Wait, could we have Josh Allen in here? (laughs) Fred Jackson. I think I'm comfortable with that right off the bat i think Kyle Williams for the sake of this is is in there too. Kyle Williams was you know a, a staple for them for a long long time and you know one of those guys that even when they were bad there in the mid 2000s you were like damn Kyle Williams he's a handful. Mm-hmm. right? Wow. I think Brian Mormon probably has to be in there after looking at this list it's a little underwhelming in that department you know overall so Fred Jackson Kyle Williams Brian Mormon right and then it's like I don't know where to go from there who would you put in between Matt Milano and Tredavious White
2: gosh if you had to pick one of those two
1: I I I feel like I'd I'd want to go Matt Milano but I you know I'm not as big a Tre'Davious White fan as everybody else is in the world. Yeah, Marcel Darius is the other one that you know had a pretty incredible run there, right? I mean that was six years. It was really good, and that's why he got paid a, a crap load of money to go play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? And leave there.
2: But then he was he didn't he didn't and play then he a didn't do day. anything. He, he was really hurt the entire
1: career. Yeah. But but that's we're counting the Buffalo that's years, true. You're you know, right. You're right? right? So that's where Eric Molds was really good. I think of Eric Molds more along the lines of like late '90s being special. I know there's you know some years there in 2000 and 2001 where he certainly could have been good too. Yeah. So
2: here are the receiving stats in the 2000s. Eric Molds was the leader with 6,100 yards. So not many, but yeah. that was six seasons, so averaging over a thousand a season. Lee Evans, seven years under six thousand. Five point nine three four k, and then Stefan Diggs three years four thousand one hundred yards.
1: Like this is where the Diggs conversation comes in, because I would just go, yeah, his stats aren't there, but Diggs is to me the best receiver to play for the Bills in the last twenty years. No disrespect to Eric Molds, who was a hell of a player, but like you know, Diggs is is. In that again, like I always go back to we view him as a top five, top three, top four, whatever receiver in football. So they're special there, but uh, but only but only three years. That's where it's hard. But they're they're pretty thin. So if he's going to
2: break in on any team, it looks like well, it might be the Buffalo. Well, Bills. let me throw
1: one more one one more um guy at you here that okay. is just at least at least food for thought is Jordan Poyer, right? Yeah, where would you, where would you we see Jordan Poyer here? Because Jordan Poyer, I know he started in Cleveland, right? But he's had a, a good six year run here, and, you know, last year wasn't his best, but the years before that were damn damn good. So he's a guy that I, th- I think about here. But yeah, this is this is a tough one.
2: Jordan Poyer, six years in Buffalo, Pro Bowl this past year, first team All Pro the year before that. I'm on board with that. I'm I, on board I, with Jordan Poyer. I, I,
1: I, I, over Micah Hyde. If you were to pit him against another safety, whew. Micah Hyde's been there for how many years now? We talking like uh, Micah Hyde? I feel like it was a little less time. So six years. Six years, for years Micah Hyde. too. Shit.
2: Yeah, just one Pro Bowl, second team All-Pro. Two of those years though, it's close between
1: those two. It but. is close. Poyer probably been a little bit better. This is all I think the hardest one we've had of the day. Well, there there aren't a whole lot of great options. So you like both those guys over Tre'Davious White? I I like Jordan Poyer over him for sure. I feel like I do like Micah Parsons over. I mean Micah Hyde over him as well. So Fred Jackson, Kyle Williams, Jordan Poyer, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano. Yeah, I, you know the other one I I gotta like. Ugh. is is just one more, I'm sorry to be that guy, is Aaron Schobel, You know, I I know he was a staple of what they did there for a while, and he was really damn good and kind of like the marquee guy on their team, right? I know when I started my career, and we played him, I think, in 2005, early on in the season, I mean, he was was a player, right? 78 sacks for his career in Buffalo and an eight-year career. I, you know, I, I again. It's, it's, the list is underwhelming, but I feel like that might classify him as being on here. Mm. Fred Jackson, Kyle Williams. I think Aaron Schobel probably deserves to go on. I think if we're going to be fair, we probably got to put Brian Mormon on. Yep, the punter. Yep. Okay. Is that and then and then I think I would go Jordan Poyer. Okay, that's the five. All right. All right. Whew.
2: Yeah, it I is feel right, bad, man. I feel like that was lions, stressful. My lion's head. I, so here's my, my bold prediction. Yeah, I'm sorry, a bill is not going to win this competition when it comes down to the who is the player. The, the, of player. the I, I would agree. Yeah, with A bill's not. It's a I bold prediction. You know what I'm right. saying, it's not going to happen. Right. Who knows? Maybe a dolphin will though, because they got a couple good ones. So Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, in automatically. hundred percent. hundred percent. No doubt about that.
1: Right. Even I, though they were late 90s but most was of them the a 2000s there still a lot of good years there right or, you know in, in the 2000s they both got you know 6 7 quality years in the 2000s so i i'm there for sure Cameron Wake 98 sacks best pass rusher in their you know franchise other than Jason Taylor so i think he deserves to be on there too Cameron Wake is in right so we got those 3 I personally think Xavier Howard, so there are three corners to be considered here. I know Sam Madison,
2: late '90s, early 2000s, Patrick Sertan, late '90s, early 2000s mm. Then Xavier Howard
1: here recently. yeah. Howards, of course, got you know the advantage on them as far well, I guess he's equal to them in years right now, right? He's got more years in the in the century though mm-hmm. that, that already. Xavier Howard. You know, he's right with these guys. These are, these are special corners. I mean, this was a special era for Miami. When they had Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, Sam Madison, and Patrick Sertain. damn, they were good on defense. I mean, they were good. They were a handful across the board, everything there. So I feel like Xavier Howard deserves to be on there. Okay. Right? I'm with you. The amount of years he has, he's an island corner. You know how much I respect him. He's one of the few guys in football where the team just goes, you got him. We'll check in with you after the game's over and see how yep. you did. Right. Yes. So I I, I think so. So as we sit here right now, we that's that's what we got four. So we got Zach Thomas, yeah, Jason Taylor, Cameron Wake, and
2: Xavier Howard. Got a couple of linemen, Jake Long and Mike Pouncey. Mike yeah. Pouncey four Pro Bowls.
1: Jake Long just five years. Man, it, 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 I, I don't know what to do here. Ricky Williams is in this conversation. You know, he was one of the league leaders in rushing when he was with the Miami Dolphins and really awesome. He really was. You know, I don't think Jake Long makes the cut. I don't think so. You know, I, I, I kind of look at Pouncy to a degree. Gosh, Ricky Williams. Uh, Ricky Williams feels like a player who
2: should be on. It's this sneaky. List. Like yeah. I think,
1: uh, like, can you re- read Ricky Williams' stats for the, the the listeners there? Because there's a period there where you know he screwed up a little bit with his weed smoking and all that, where he got you know banned from the league for a year and whatever. But he came back with the Dolphins for a period of time where it was like, oh no, he's he's unstoppable. Six thousand four hundred yards with the Dolphins, seven seasons.
2: Yeah, retired in 2004, came back in 2005, got in trouble in 2006, uh, came back in 2007. But yeah, his, his best year was his first year in Miami, 1,800 yards, averaged over 115 a game. I think he's in. He's in. He's in. I
1: think so. One really good year, and then he had some other pretty good years after that. Right. All right. The the only one I'm I'm nervous about is those other two corners. You know, Madison and Sertan. It's 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 you know five years and six years for them, and damn, they were really good. So that's where I.
2: So Madison led the league in interceptions, but that was 1999. For Patrick Sertan, you do have first team All Pro in 2002. You have second team All Pro in 2003. A Pro Bowler in 2004.
1: All right, I think we're good. I think I'm I'm good with that. I'm I, that that one's gonna probably keep me up a little bit. Just going, damn, did we mess up putting Ricky Williams over those guys? But, again,
2: a call out to Dolphins fans. Yeah, a call Dolphins us out. Fans. Yep, yep. If you, who, they do. You they, haven't they been afraid us. to call me out, so if that,
1: there's a problem there, they just call us you, out. lay it on thick. Okay? So
2: a well-reasoned argument. Yes. We'll put in more more players there for sure. Two more teams to go through. The New England Patriots. Oh, God. Yeah,
1: this is going to be another one. We should have done this one earlier, Pete. I'm exhausted. <laughs> we did the Chiefs earlier. No wonder right. they've dominated the century. Literally. <laughs> All right, okay. I think we can make this actually pretty
2: quick. Are we going to put in two kickers? <laughs> 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 and
1: Gostkowski? Holy crap. You're right. I feel like we'd only do one. So Vinatieri was. The Super Bowl guy, but Guskowski had more. In, yes. In a, a long, I mean, Vinatieri had more years with the Colts than the Patriots. And so we put him in with the Colts right. already. So, yeah. So we'll cancel him out? Guskowski.
2: I think Guskowski.
1: I guess. I, I, the only thing I just come with Vinatieri is he won three Super Bowls, yeah. and, you know, two of them were. Oof. Because of his kick, right? Okay. We shouldn't have started with kicking. I know. Guskowski, though, I mean, we're going to sit here and go, well, yeah, they won some Super Bowls with Guskowski, too. He might not have had like, the end-of-the-game, win-it type of field goal, but he certainly never let them down, and I don't doubt that he would have done that. right? Well, so t- oh, We've had enough of the kicker conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. ones that we know for sure. Gronk is in. Definitely. Richard Seymour is in. Is in. Definitely. Logan Mankins, <sighs> guard. He was on an all-decade team. I think so. I think he is indefinitely, and I think Vince Wilfork is indefinitely. So that's right there, four in a row. Okay. Like, definites.
2: Wide receivers. Mm. So you got Randy Moss, you got Wes Welker, and you got Julian Edelman. Gosh. So the numbers. So Gronk, Edelman is probably the guy we got to choose. Gronk. Throws them, uh, throws them all out here. Beats them all. Yeah, we're getting late in the pod. Uh, seven thousand eight hundred yards, seventy-nine touchdowns. Gronk for sure in. Then you got Wes Welker, second to him, seven thousand four hundred. Edelman then after him, six thousand eight hundred. Hmm. So they are close.
1: Yeah, I would not have thought Edel- uh, Wes Welker had more yards than than uh, Edelman when all said and done. And you know who had more touchdowns than Welker or Edelman or Dion Branch, Randy Moss. <laughs> He had 50 touchdowns. <laughs> he had 23 in a year. And then that year was so good. <laughs> it was good. It was just one good year. I know. I don't think we can do that. And he is a, a Viking, too. So Yeah. It, it's, all right. So we got four that I feel really good about. Now, Welker and Edelman is a real conversation. Welker's stats are better, right? But, you know, Welker is also going to be like, oh, you know, he dropped that pass against the Giants in the Super Bowl, right? They never won the – Edelman's got some moments of going, wait, that third down against the Seahawks where he got a concussion and then still kept running, and that's like a, a history-defining moment. And then you go, oh, wait, two years later, that ball that should have been intercepted by like seven Falcons players, but then he caught the ball an inch from the ground, right? So – Edelman, I think, would be the choice between him and Welker if we go with a wide receiver. If we go with the receiver, because the other guy that I think goes into this conversation is Devin McCourty. So I, wait,
2: so I know we yeah. have not put Ty Law in, although Ty Law was it's, late '90s. I look at him more than '90s. Okay, so he's out. All right, but 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 I know it's another tough one. So defensive secondary, you've got Stephon Gilmore, you've got Devin McCourty, and then you've got your coworker and Rodney
1: Harrison. <laughs> oh, they're bo- they're both co-workers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I think we bring them in, we tell them to Our fight it co-worker. out and whoever wins, you know, <laughs> we, we put on the list. <laughs> that's right. You guys fight it out. <laughs> de- de- duel to the death to make the Ahmed Farid Sims <laughs> all-century team. Yeah. Uh, Harrison's quality there it was was amazing. I mean, we know that. McCourty's, though was also really really damn good and did it for 13 years straight. That's where I guess I just give him the edge, right? I know Rodney's was, was awesome. In San I mean, Diego, some with Rodney. Yeah, I mean, Rodney, a yeah. lot of great like great years in San Diego before that. That's true. I, okay, so we're, we're not putting in Rodney. We're putting in
2: Devin McCourty, and we're watching you have dinner with explain this? both of them. Yes, right. Yeah. Make before the season, and then, yeah.
1: Are you okay with that? You think we're good there? so. We have so. six, right? Yeah, that gives us six. I I, we're going to leave the kickers off. Apparently, this team's good enough to wear the kickers. Sorry, you got screwed. I I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. Wait, so wait, hold on. Another name, Teddy Brewski. I know. I.
0: (laughs) I mean, I know.
1: I mean, it's legend. Legend. You know, him and Matthew Slater are both legends. But I, you know, Brewski is more of like a New England. You know, he's he's. I don't think he's as quality as a player as some of the guys we have here. Okay. Right? Uh, and awesome. One, yes. Leader. Embodies what they think or what Patriots are supposed to be about. But, yeah, I don't think he's quite in that, that crew there. All right. We did it, right? Six Jeez, there?
2: Jeez, that was very – no Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. No no Matthew Slater. No. No Willie McGinnis or Mike Vrabel or Gerard May or Dante
1: Hightower. Willie McGinnis, you know, made me think no for Edelman. sure.
2: Yeah, Willie McGinnis.
1: Yeah, Willie McGinnis made me think, but he had a lot of he had some '90s too, right? You know, so that's where I, I he's a little bit. That's what stinks about those guys is they're stuck a little bit in between the the century there and a and little into the '90s and, and the early 2000s. But I, I think I think we got it right here. So five, we're not doing Edelman. The only one, the only one, we're is, not going to do Edelman.
2: I don't think so. I don't. Think I wasn't sure. I don't I wasn't think sure do what do thought I, Okay. I don't think. Because I still feel like Ty Law, I don't know, five seasons, three Pro Bowls, one All-Pro was the All-Decade team, should have been the Super Bowl MVP if they didn't get it to give it to Brady. I almost think we should put him instead. I kind of think so. Okay, fine. I can get behind that. Okay. I can get behind that. All right. Yep, we got the final is Gronk, Mankin, Seymour, Will Fork, Ty Law, and is that it? Devin McCourty. And Devin McCourty, that's yeah. right. Yeah. All right, one more team, the New York Jets. So Kevin Mawai is in because yes. we left him off the other team. So yes, he is in. Darrell Rivas is in.
1: Yeah. Right. I think DeBrickashaw Ferguson's friend. Okay. I I mean, yeah. I I would say so. Damn. I also I think I want to say Nick Mangold probably deserves to be in. Nick Mangold was for the better part of his time there, drafted out of Ohio State. Playing for the Jets was I mean, that's the reason they got rid of Kevin Mowai, you know, or, or, or that transition went so smoothly because they were like, hey, we just got rid of a Hall of Famer, and now we got another guy that's – I mean, you know, a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he ever gets in, but he's like a Ring of Honor Jets player at the very least. Yeah, Nick Mangold's in. Yeah, I think so. Schmangold, as we like to call him. <laughs> All right? So, yeah, there's so – now this is where – I don't I don't think John Abraham he's he, we we, yeah. we talked about him with the Falcons. He made it there. He did make it there, yes. Right. He was really good. I think Sean Ellis though is probably a guy that he's on our list here that Pete put on and I, I, I would think that he I agree. He needs to be on here. He led the Jetson sacks in the two thousands. Yeah. He was the, the he was the guy in those years where, you know, Chad Pennington was the quarterback and you know, the where you were like, oh, who you got to block on the Jets? It was Sean Ellis. That was the the guy you had to stop. So I think that's where he classifies and 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 certainly earns a spot there. So as of right now, that gave us five, right? Right. No, no, Curtis Martin. Oof. Yeah, I know. Curtis is it it is it is really good. You know, I I, I guess you know he's another guy that's the I think of him as in more of the '90s, right? Because of what he did with the Patriots. Before that coming to the Jets, it was only three years with the Patriots. It was only three years. Isn't what were great? his statistics like? So I know like 98 Jets were good, 99 his stats were good. What were his2,000 2000 to 2005 stats there? Very good. Yeah. So he he led
2: the, he led the uh, NFL in rushing in 2004. So Holy with,
1: shit, did he really? Yeah, so. Holy crap.
2: Yeah, three hundred and seventy-one carries there, and he was over a thousand yards so that's why he in each of the two thousand seasons until you're correct
1: in two thousand five <laughs> when he fell off. He did because he was that was the last hurrah. They drove him into the ground. So he, he he's has on to the go team. in. He's and on so the so Is that six? Yeah,
2: I think that's okay.
1: I think it's so. I think well, it's okay too. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if I guess if we had to reevaluate, I'd I'd maybe take Nick Mangold off. But no. No, well, we'll
2: we'll give Jets fans six.
1: All right, we're, we'll give them six. They're
2: excited. All right, cool. and it's the end of the pod, and that's what we do. I'm surprised we didn't just say whatever you list here,
1: Pete goes. But all right, we wow. did it. Whew. I thought it was going to be easier, but I don't know if it was. It was still a lot of work there, man. There were some ASC teams that had some real nail biters there. Yeah, why would all we right. do that on our last pod before the hiatus? We should have just had like an easy one where there was like no
2: thinking involved. But
1: no. Yeah. That's what that's what you guys like to do. You guys like to grind me down to the ground. That's what you do. Okay. Yeah. You got know? any work you want me to do over the summer break? Absolutely. Just, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. So you know, after the show, check out our social media accounts. We'll have a link to the poll where you can vote on the best 21st century non QB for all 32 teams. You can vote. For as many or as few as you want, and then we'll release the results. We will release the results Yes. during our hiatus, and then do a bracket, and we'll figure out who is the greatest player of the 21st century. Do you have any guess who that's going to be, who's going to emerge? Ooh, wow. I feel like my Detroit Lions have a chance with... uh... Calvin. Calvin Johnson. I kind of feel. Yeah. Like I mean, that. I would until Ray Lewis popped into my head. And oh, yeah, I think you lose true. on that one, right? And there's <laughs> going to be a few others that are going to go. But that they're, like Ray is, uh, I got to think Ray's going to be in the final four. Aaron Donald's going to be in the final four, maybe. Right, Randy Who, Moss, Randy Moss, probably. yeah, it's, it'd be interesting because this is where we're going to see what the fans really think about quality and quantity too, and the balance there. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to have some guys where we go, yeah, this guy was maybe the best of what he did, but it was for four years. Aaron Donald, I, yeah, I, I said that name. Oh, you did say, yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Aaron Donald is definitely. Yeah, I, I, I I hear you. I, I think those are ones that are that are real obvious. Troy Palomalo, I think, could have Ooh, a chance. Yes, he could. Right, who'd you say, Pete, in my ear? Gronk is another one. Yeah, he probably will come down to at least the final eight or so. I could see that happening. I hope the linemen and defensive tackles get some love, though. Yeah, the linemen will probably get shit on like they usually do. That's <laughs> what happens when you're a lineman, unfortunately. Yeah. They can handle it, though. Uh, but, yeah, you know, hopefully we can continue to shed light on them here at the Chris Sims Unbutton podcast. Uh, Ahmed, you good? You good? I'm Anything good. else you want to say? I'm done. You good? Where are you going to baseball this weekend? Uh, we're going to Chicago. Chicago. Wrigley Field. Oh, First man. time in the Central Time Zone. Bucket so. list. I need to go That's to that cool. stadium. To see that I'm i have yeah who are they playing they're playing the orioles the orioles okay yeah. orioles good still good it. yeah they're still good hey the you know al east baseball i mean it's just like its own league in itself uh it's, they should get extra uh credit for their wins yeah, red stuff
2: so- red sox would be winning the central i think right now right. they're in last in, place last in the last right about right. to get everyone
1: fired all right so there you have it you know where to find ahmed during the hiatus he's going to be on peacock on sundays all right he'll be at baseball games he gets a break from this as we all do <laughs> You know, we got one more podcast coming out. You'll see it next week. We're going to do a little bit of a, you know, bet, dra- uh, bet props type of thing with our man Jake Croucher. He's going to. We're going to have some fun with him and yep. talk a little bit about the upcoming season. But you know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll be back in late July on a two-time-a-week two, two time a week basis. And as you know, once the season starts, it becomes three times a week. I'm going to be probably out on the road a little bit, training camp, visit a few QBs here and there, right? Um, so uh, everybody, though, enjoy the break because this is one of the last times you're going to hear us live. Ahmed, you are the fucking man, Thank okay? You, you, you are. Too. I love working with you. Uh, Good luck and have fun over this break, and then uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Come back recharged. Come back recharged, maybe with something new to end the pod other than clap clap it up. up. Can't
0: get rid of it. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.